at the height of the cocaine trade and stopped in 1992. I don't know why they put the cocaine trade in 1984 in the Olympic Park. Because but. you'd have to imagine that a lot of these decisions at the time would have been completely cocaine-fueled. Probably. Right? Like, hey, I got a great idea. Let's put people <laughs> in water. Right? We'll have them dance to disco. <laughs> oh, man. And we'll make millions. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's probably sponsors out there, like, people just doing a rail. Yeah. And then, like, I'm going to go hop in the pool, and this is what we're going to do today. Just straight up cocaine fuel decisions back in the 80s. <laughs> Welcome to two. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Welcome to two dummies in a microphone with John and Lucas. What what just happened? Father's Day just passed. We're gonna have another recording come out. But what did you what did you do Father's Day? So for Father's Day, uh, did you know the basic dad stuff? Yard work. Played some soccer in the backyard. I don't get a lot of time uh, here in the summertime, so took full advantage of my yard. Uh, went to a buddy of ours. His son was having a. Uh, Oh, that was Father's Day was Sunday, right? Or was it Saturday? No, Sunday. Sunday? Yeah, so Saturday I went to a friend's birthday party. Sunday was mostly yard work. I think we went to the dump at one point. No, that was two weeks ago when their power went out. You're getting you're getting I, the weekends I, I confused. Like yeah, my, no, my this whole is, week is jacked up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you do? Uh, well, the kids are out of town. They're staying with my mom. And then Leo went to his dad's. So me and Alexis... We went up to the Lake Cushman area. I don't know if you've ever been up there. If you hear anything in the background, we're uh, finally recording together at the same time, and Luke's dogs are running amok in the house. But uh, no, I went to Lake Cushman. We went um, hike Staircase Mountain, and then uh, went kayaking, which was fun. Yeah. But I mean, the weather's been nice. It's supposed to be hitting the triple digits this weekend, three days in a row. Yeah, it it's been uh, surprisingly nice for me here it's normally like cold rainy like we, we would get some some nice days but for the most part like i'd be on duty or uh couldn't really get out much but the uh the week long and we're supposed to have record highs all weekend i don't know yes. if you saw the news but i did uh i think this weekend we're going to be going to craft island i guess you hike up and there's like a a lake or a river or something that you get to go swimming in hmm. interesting uh pretty excited about that but yeah nice but yeah so this week's topic Atlantis. We put up the poll. Y'all voted on it. I was really hoping for the moon landing because it was going to be so much easier to talk about. But uh, Lucas brought this up last podcast or last episode. And we talked on it a little bit about Plato and how he created the story of the lost city of Atlantis. And then we did some research and found out that it could or could not be real, depending on whatever you believe. So, I mean, the way... The way I interpreted a lot of the research is it's uh, definitely definitely more leaning towards not real. Yeah, but they have scientific evidence that it's it, there. I wouldn't call it evidence. <laughs> I mean, they got pictures and it's on the internet, so I mean, it, it's got to... Yeah, you're right. It's got pictures on the internet. Uh, we'll post a link to the YouTube channel that we're, <laughs> we're talking about uh, for the most part. But yeah, he... Uh, all right, so let's let's go back to the beginning a little bit. Right? All right, so, so Plato's what, story. Plato's story of Atlantis, right? So uh, Plato said that it's pretty much a story about a city 
Pole of Prosperity. Uh, he goes over the design of the city. It's near the uh, Pillars of Hercules, which, if I remember correctly, is the Straits of Gibraltar. Yes. It's got uh, two rings of land, three rings of water. Or yes. I might have that backwards. Yes, with an entrance into the middle. Into the middle, leading to the ocean. Uh, they were full of technology. They had a lot of exotic, exotic fruits. Yes. Uh, there were mountains nearby. Uh, the city was named after Poseidon's first son, Atlas, that he gave uh, kind of dominion over that, that city. Yeah, but from what I read, he had ten sons. So, like, the the older sons got more responsibility in the bigger plots of land yes. or bigger city or whatever it was. But, yeah, Atlas. Or Atlan. Not Atlas. Whomever it was. Atlas. No, I think it was Atlas, because Atlas is the dude that holds up the world on his yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. So it is Atlas. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's the one. He was the main one that got most of the responsibility in Atlantis. Hence the name. Hence the name, yes. So while they were uh, being Atlanteans and living in this city uh, surrounded by water and all sorts of good shit, uh, they got... I guess the the shorter way to say it is that too big for their britches. Uh, at which point, Poseidon sent a catastrophic event to wash them away into the sea or to flood them beneath the sea. There's different ways to interpret it, right? Which leads us to where this uh, YouTube channel, Bright Insight. I don't know the dude's name, but if you look up Bright Insight, City of Atlantis, you'll be able to find out what we watched. Yeah. But he did have pictures. He did have pictures. So and a good theory on how it all happened. It, it's a really good theory on how it happened. So, uh, and we're drawing a lot from him. And I know he isn't the, uh, and I'll, I'll get you guys his name here uh, when we stop for a quick break. But we, we're drawing a lot from him. And he isn't like the, the end all be all. He's got research on his channel as well. But there's this spot in the Sahara Desert called the Eye of the Sahara. Right, where uh, it's three rings, or a couple rings, but it looks like it's two rings of land with a gap in the middle. It is near the Atlantic Ocean. It's on the Atlantic Ocean side of uh, the Sahara, so think northwestern Africa, probably just below Morocco. Is kind of how I'm picturing it in my head. I don't have any of the data in front of me right now. But, uh, yeah, so... From the satellite imagery, it looks like it could be uh, Atlantis, right? And that's what John's like, really, like, this is it. Yeah. I mean, he's the one that brought up all the pictures. Yeah, I, I'll look up the video while you talk about some of the rest of the stuff you saw there. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, the, the concept that he was talking about is, like, it has the, the three rings. It, it shows, and one of the other things that Lucas forgot to mention is that it had the Great Plains to the north which were once, um, if you look at where, where it's located now, they have um, an area that could have been Great Plains. And if you look at historical to uh, topography, that it was once covered in trees. And then they also had the mountains uh, to the west, I believe it was. And then if, you, if you've ever seen the beach or like a riverbed or whatever it is, the the way that the water moves the sand or the, or the silt that's around it, it creates these wave-like type things that are in there. And it has those coming down through the mountains. And you can see them if you go up in a plane or whatever it is. 
and you can actually see the ripples in the sand from where like the flood came from yeah it, essentially if you're looking at it from the the satellite view it looks like it looks like an old waterway like if you yeah, if look. you were to take like the the canyons and stuff that we mm -hmm. see now where yeah. there's evidence of where water used to be like a tsunami came in wiped everything out and then brought all of that mud silt debris back out to sea with it yeah kind of like someone smeared uh a line across with like pen ink or something like oh that. for sure yeah yeah and, and not to mention that the u.s government has a a project called project magnet that has redacted material in this specific location also so i mean there's got to be something there if, if if anything at all i mean yeah i i i personally didn't read too much into the uh the cia's uh program no, that's what i got into man that, that's what yeah, that's <laughs> definitely John got into i kind of went the other way which there's a another school of thought of atlantis where plato was using it kind of like an allegory like a like a fable right where mm -hmm. atlantis was a uh location where they went through all this uh, greatness and prosperity and all that, and then fell into their own hubris and got wiped out. Right, so it's more of like a a tale of warning than a, uh, a an actual physical place. Yeah, I mean it could be, but I mean at the same time, um, there was a lot of mythological uh, stories that are going on and why all these things happened and what you had to do to overcome the plague of locusts and all this other nonsense that was going on at that time and people didn't i don't know if people just didn't have the concept of um or understand how to explain why these things happen so they just made up a fucking story or what was going on i mean it, i think it was more of a uh, easier to relate with a story type scenario right so mm. if uh i can tell you hey don't don't think you're <laughs> you're too important right because someone could come and knock you down any minute or i could give you kind of like a scenario hey there were these two people uh Deatalus and his son and they made these wings to escape and they flew close to the sun but the wings melted and they fell to their death right uh hopefully back then right people understand like Oh man, this dude, they, they latched onto more of the, uh, they flew too close to the sun and died yeah. versus the, they made this cool invention where they have wings and they can fly around. It'd still be pretty dope back in the day. It I would mean, have been fucking dope though to have wings to, to, to fly primary around. Primary mode of travel is a horse and you're over here flapping around. Flapping around, swooping in. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you can escape just about any scenario because no one can fly up to get you, but people more latched onto the whole, uh, I, I'll, I'll, if I fly too close to the sun, I'll, I'll fall to my death, right? And Plato being like the most recognized uh, scholar at that scholar time, scholar at that time, both historian and philosopher, um, <clears throat> he was just using his platform to kind of reach out to the people in leadership and in governance to kind of warn them, like, hey, be careful. Yeah. My biggest thing, though, like just thinking about it right now, like who determines who's the smartest person back in the day? Like that was like. 9,000 years ago or something like that? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Um, like, did he go to school? Did he graduate from college? Or is he just this random dude that, like, had this idea and then everybody believed him, so then, therefore, he is now the smartest person around? It could also be, uh, like, let's say it's not... 
Maybe he just gets into philosophical debates and more people side with him than the other I mean, it could be. Right. I mean, uh, maybe he uses a lot of math to prove it. Right. He's got the gift of gab is what he's got. And he's just <laughs> turning people. He's, he's just turning people to his side. He's like, this dude knows what he's talking about. All the gifts, the gift of gab, I think is a good one. Dude. Oh, for sure. You can be able to talk yourself out of a situation, talk yourself out of a situation, into a situation, <laughs> talk yourself into things that you want, need, desire. Yeah. All because you can convince somebody with your mouth words, with your mouth words. <laughs> <laughs> By making sounds, I get what I want. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it could have been that, right? Um, which one was it? Plato or Socrates that taught Alexander the Great? I think it was Socrates. Socrates. I think so. I forget who, who comes first. Who uh, came first? Yeah. So Ebony, Ebony had a, a what's it called? A mnemonic device. I'm butchering that fucking word, but. A way to remember the order in which the uh, ancient philosophers came. Yeah, I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Like they were all students of each other, mm. right? But I can't remember the order, like who came first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah, that's a good one. Scenario. Yeah, but no idea. I know one of them taught Alexander. So, but yeah. Uh, unfortunately, though, through all of our research, we couldn't really find too much more. Yeah, no. I mean, there's other people that are experts in this and have done a lot more research but uh, our limited resources and lack of uh, knowledge on the subject yeah there was a guy that thought he found Atlantis uh, not in the Atlantic Ocean oh uh, yeah I did see something about it was that. like more towards Norway yeah in the water in the water yeah um, but that just completely ignores almost every single mm. criteria that uh, that Plato described my big thing with it being in the eye of the Sahara, um, he said that Atlantis was, you had to go through the Pillars of Hercules to get there. Yeah. Right? And the Pillars of Hercules are the Straits of Gibraltar between Morocco and Spain, just about. Right? And Where's that in relation to? north of it. The Pangea effect, dude. I don't <laughs> I got nothing. Pangea, the world, tectonic plates, yeah. they shifted. Now we have different continents. Yeah, I mean, besides that, uh, the Bright Insights video is very, very, very good. Uh, almost had me fully convinced that it was in northern Africa, but uh, not quite. But on the topic of old people, <laughs> the Olympics are coming up. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, Plato was an old dude. I mean, he was he was there in the the time of the in your segue. <laughs> hey man, and that was just like yes, Atlantis. So old people. Yes, Atlantis was there. That's Atl Olympics. Old yes. people, Olympics. Old people in Olympics, right? So we got on the topic of uh, Plato and uh, Athens, and then do you know why the Olympics was created? No, I don't. Okay, so back in the day, um, I think it was. Uh, like 432 BC, so before Christ or the the record of Christ, um, they were giving tribute to the god Zeus, the sun god Zeus, on their different things, and it was it was pretty interesting to find out that a, a lot of this all a lot of all this stuff correlates into the same time frame. And then, um, but yeah, no, the Olympics are coming up. I think this month. And so yeah, yeah, it's either this month or next month. It's it's real, real, real soon. Yeah, so it's the Summer Olympics, um, but I've always been real big into into the Olympics because I went to the '96 Olympics in Atlanta, 
when it got bombed and i was wasn't there at the bombing but i was around there when the bomb went off which was pretty neat um but uh, john john broke just now yeah no I, I forgot where i was going with the transition for this one so uh i too was at the 96 olympics were you but, really uh not in atlanta i went to uh new york um as a brazilian um you have to enjoy soccer uh you don't have to be good at playing it although that is a plus you do have to be really really good at uh we're not really really good but uh into following it if not your family is and you'll be dragged to every event <laughs> so <laughs> uh we were in new england uh new york connecticut at the time so we went to watch uh brazil play against usa oh nice yeah so we saw i went i physically went to the brazil usa game nice uh with my family i was super young though yeah because 90s i think i was like 10 i had to bet so i mean i didn't really enjoy it yeah but i mean i went i i went i i wouldn't say i didn't enjoy it because i did enjoy it it was I had fun. I remember it being colder than what uh, I was expecting it to be because it was summertime, but it is New England. I remember watching the game. I remember my aunt being like super stoked to be there. Uh, my dad, my brothers, my cousins. So it was it was a, a fun time. I don't remember the game or who won, uh, but I did have a blast being there. But uh, your segue could have worked better if you had said, since we're talking about Olympians, oh for sure, let's bring up the Olympics. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, total brain fart on that one. Speaking of Olympics, do you think uh, mostly because we have a, a friend that's really into uh, b boy stuff? Do you oh think, my god! Do you think that they're going to? Uh, no, I don't think they're going to bring breakdancing into the. Olympics. No, it's, it's already a thing. No, shut up! I swear to God, it's that's a thing. bananas. I don't know if they're bringing it into this Olympics, but it is a thing. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, there's uh, an Olympic breakdancing team. And I know that they were talking about getting rid of wrestling. I, I did hear that they were going to get rid of wrestling. I did yeah, hear that. I don't know if they did or not. But what do you think the weirdest sport or competition that's ever been held at the Olympics was? Fuck, dude. There's, it could be just about anything. Because like, the way I imagine the Olympics is just the measure of the human ability to do just about anything. So let's just say, for me, it'd probably be debate olympic debate i mean that's not really a sport though hey it could be it's pretty fun to watch i mean it could be um but for the sports that aren't in the olympics anymore the tug of war which ended in 1920 so tug of war olympics a tug of war for the olympics how big were these men uh they looked like average size people okay it was the 1920s uh trampolining used to be there it was added in uh 2000 and it continues to this day Live pigeon shooting. Live pigeon shooting. Live pi- pigeon shooting. Not but you only got, pigeons. No, you got a live pigeon, and you only got one shot to kill this bird. <laughs> Dude, imagine the pressure for the pigeon, like knowing that you're going to be let go, and uh, you just have to dodge a bullet. Just one? Just and then one you're free. Bullet, and then you're, that's I mean, your freedom. I didn't it, even think about that. Is it scatter shot? Like, is it actual bird shot that's going to do a spread, or is it like a single bullet? Oh, they didn't done doesn't really say. It looks like the dude's holding a shotgun though. So probably bird shot. So yeah. they have to dodge a handful of bullets. Yeah. They say that uh, the winner for the nineteen hundred Olympic Games in Paris killed twenty one birds that day. What? Yeah. Twenty one birds. Yep, and they sh- they estimate a total of uh three hundred fowl killed in the entire competition. So three hundred pigeons died in the making of the nineteen hundred Olympics in Paris. 
damn, dude, that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, bird death. Yeah. They also had uh, club juggling or club swinging, which uh, involved whipping around a bunch of items shaped like bowling pins. Okay. So, I mean, you could get into that. You're a little avid juggler. I'm not an avid juggler. It's just sometimes... You can juggle. I can juggle, and then most of the time, I can't. <laughs> well, I mean, if you were born in 1904, or you were alive in 1904, you could have been in the Olympics for your subpar skill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, solo synchronized swimming. I don't know how you would synchronize with yourself, uh, but that also used to be a sport. I, the way I'm imagining that one in my head is, uh, like, you know how they do the gymnast stuff with, like, the the ribbon? Oh, yeah. The, the ribbon dancing? Yeah. But, like, underwater. So, you're doing all the ribbon stuff with your head underwater, but and all anyone sees is your feet just dangling above. That would just be so weird. <laughs> but what, uh, what they're saying here, that the swimmers must synchronize with the music being played. And so, there's only one uh, lone... Con- uh, competitor in the pool at any given time it was introduced in 1984 and stopped in at the height of the cocaine trade and stopped in 1992 i don't know why they put the cocaine trade in 1984 in the olympic park because but. you'd have to imagine that a lot of these decisions at the time would have been completely cocaine fueled probably right like hey i got a great idea let's put people <laughs> in water right we'll have them dance to disco <laughs> oh man and we'll make millions <laughs> yeah, like there's probably sponsors out there, like people just doing a rail. Yeah, and then be like I'm gonna go hop in the pool, and this is what we're gonna do today. Just straight up cocaine fuel decisions back in the '80s. Mm. Uh, the steeplechase. Steeplechase, what's that? That's where like they run and jump over the hurdles and into the water. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, Hold on. they jump over hurdles into water. Yeah, or is there like a puddle behind a hurdle that they jump into? No, like there's like a pool of, of water, like a foot deep, that they would jump over the hurdle, and like jump into the water and like just continue to run. It's like an obstacle course. And what they're saying is that um, one of the few sports that began in Ireland, uh, previously involved riding horses over obstacles between steeples of two towns. These days, the horses have been removed, and the new steeplechase is a group of people running obstacle courses that are not nearly as fun as those in Spartan or in Tough Mudder competitions. So it's just a, a boring... Tough Mudder. Tough Mudder. Yeah. So no like electric just... fences, no climbing rope <laughs> fucking ladders or anything like that. So it's, it's not Tough Mudder. It's like... Sad mu- Mudder. Yeah. Sad Mudder. <laughs> That's what I would call it. Croquet was in there. So... Have you ever played croquet? Yeah, when I was little. Like, we had a croquet set, and then we'd set up in the backyard. We, we would do the same thing, but I don't think I actually ever understood the rules of croquet. Um, it turned into, like, you would just run around and, like, bash your balls into other people's balls. Yes. It's kind of like a um, a putt-putt golf kind of yeah. sort of, except the balls don't keep moving, and you can use them to I don't know, get into like the little wire net or, yeah, and then, then you have the little post thing that you gotta yeah. hit too and that's like polo like with the horses man you swing that thing around i i don't know the rules to polo either i think polo is like hockey i i would accept on horses and played in a field yes and i don't think there's a goalie either no i think you, it's you it it's like rugby i guess like you have to get the ball over the line yeah but with horses that the the thing that always amazed me about like watching that sport and not knowing anything about it is how people don't die. Oh, for sure. Because horses are gigantic. Animals, they are. Right. And you're literally just leaning 
off the horse holding on to like the 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 rein or the horn on your saddle yeah and just yeah. trying to hit this tiny little ball as somebody else is barreling towards you with another thousand pound animal and could just fucking... yeah it sounds super dangerous now that you start thinking about it but i mean all the rich people go to this thing like it's a it's a classy sport it's a classic sport i think it's huge in india as well i've never been Nah, it's the there was a documentary i was watching about it it's, it's getting pretty big in india hmm. another sport that is surprisingly big over there is cricket you mean crumpet no i mean cricket mm. i uh, i've never really understood the rules i know that there's three posts or three poles in the back and then like the field's a circle and you have to run back and forth i don't understand the rules either and i had a an indian friend of mine try to explain it to me and i just couldn't grasp follow, the concept right but i did also did not know that there are different game modes for cricket right so what i kind of took away is um the the person that throws the ball yeah right that's called the the bowler right yes uh the game kind of ends based on how many balls they bowl right so it's not like innings it's like yeah. pitches almost right but i mean if, it, how many can, turns do you get though uh it, it's predetermined that's one of the game modes that they came uh, up with right where they shortened the amount of of balls to bowl so you have like i don't know like 40 pitches to to do all your plays right but hmm. before they did that um the games could last like two or three days good night right it would last a long 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 time right so uh, I'm not like a huge sports fan, right? I like watching sports. Yeah, uh, I enjoy them, but I'm not like gonna sit there and follow a game for three days. I don't. I don't know. I mean, Unless obviously it's like people a do. Because yeah. it was like that tennis match a couple years ago that went for like two or three days. Oh yeah, no, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, once I heard about that, I followed that one. But that's like a rare. Yeah, that's because it was something that hasn't happened. Yeah, rare thing. But yeah, for the most part, it's crazy. It like is. A game in England is huge. And, like, around here, I see a lot of people playing cricket, like, at the parks and stuff. Really? Yeah, dude. Hmm. Like, if you go down to uh, Linwood, they have, like, a little cricket club. That's funny. Like, Lincoln used to race down there, and then they would have, like, hmm. all the all the wickets set up. Yeah. And just, like, be bowling with, like, the, the paddle bat thing. And I'd just sit there and watch. Like, I have no idea nah. how the sport works. I, yeah, no. That's one, of the, that's one of the foreign concepts that I just don't understand. The way they hit, too, they don't really swing. They, like, angle it. Yeah, I think – and I, I, what I would imagine from what I've seen is that they try and hit the ball or keep the ball away from the people because I think the runs are scored – from where you bat from and you run to the other post and then you have to run back and that's like one run and so you just keep running back and forth until yeah and, and you hit also at those posts like yeah yeah and i think that if you miss like the three pins behind you are your strikes i i, I have no idea. idea nothing i don't know it, it it i would like to learn more about it though it would yeah that's something i might have to do some research, watch some videos. Yeah. But also, the next weird and wacky sports in the Olympics, one-handed weightlifting. You know, I feel like that should stay or should have stayed. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? It just seems dangerous now because I think people would uh, try and overload their one-handed snatch and drop it on yeah. their head. I, I, The way I kind of imagine my head, it is one-handed, but it's a cumulative of both hands. Right, so like if you do a hundred on your right, you have to, and you do fifty on your left, you're 
overall score would be 50. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're like just, you look like a crab if you just do one arm. (laughs) (laughs) You got like a giant arm and like a little teeny tiny arm. Yeah, that'd be funny. Uh, And then rope climbing was in the Olympics. Yeah. I could, like, that's a useful skill, right? But I feel like it'd just be boring as fuck. Like, there's no drama to rope climbing, unless it's, like, the world's longest rope. Is it just how fast you could climb it? Yeah, that's what it looked like. It doesn't look like it's super-duper high. Yeah. Um, It basically just says the Olympic Committee ran out of ideas or desperately wanted to relive their glory days of screaming obscenities at kids in gym class. But it went from uh, 1896 to 1932. Yeah. Did you ever do rope climbing in your gym class? Uh, yeah. We didn't. I want to. I want to. I think we had a rope. Maybe it was for wrestling that we might have done that, like strength and conditioning type stuff or hand grip. Yeah, we did. Uh, like in middle school, we did rock climbing. We had like a rock wall in our gym. Really? Not like like the fancy ones. Fancy ones. It was yeah. like literally on the brick. They drilled holes and put anchors in there, and then they put the the bricks. So they taught us how to. Uh, to do a harness with just rope and then you would carabine in and uh your the the gym teacher would pretty much be your your uh belay so as you climbed he would be holding you so you wouldn't fall to your fucking death but yeah we we did that and i used to actually know how to tie a harness using just nothing but line hmm. uh but i completely forgot oh yeah that, that's a skill i think that you would have to practice well, it's not just practice like keep doing it like oh, even yeah. if you learn it once and you're good at it if you don't do it for like twenty years, you're you're gonna forget. One hundred percent. Yeah. What would you want to do the Olympics? Like, if you had, if you represent, what what, what would you represent, Brazil or America? Well, I'm pretty sure you get paid to be in the Olympics. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'd probably, I probably represent whichever country could give me the most training for the thing I wanted to do, right? Yeah, uh, and which is probably going to end up being America. To probably to be fair, they they have more infrastructure and in sports here than I think anywhere else. It, well, not really anywhere else, but definitely more than Brazil. But I think the uh, the sport that I would like to compete in, uh, you may not consider a sport, but it would definitely be competitive gaming of some kind. <laughs> right and that includes board games like don't get me wrong i will play the fuck out of some olympic level monopoly oh my (laughs) lantern oh man (laughs) i was thinking like you're gonna say soccer or like ping pong oh no i i I know where my strengths and weaknesses are (laughs) and uh well i could probably hold my own in a ping pong match yeah uh or volleyball or soccer uh i'm definitely not olympic level in any of those events, mm. right? But rolling some dice or clicking a mouse, I could yeah. probably do that at an Olympic level. <laughs> man. Yeah, no, if I had to compete in a sport, oh, man, that's, um, like, I like swimming, but I want to do it competitively. I think it's just too much. Whatever sport had the least amount of training that went into it to be good, maybe ping pong, because I mean, there's not I, too much. Have you seen some of these competitive ping pong players? I have, and they're they're pretty fantastic. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of training involved. There, in there is a lot of hand eye coordination. Badminton, yeah, 
bust that right. shuttlecock around right. everywhere. And I'm not saying you don't need a lot of training for badminton, but th- that shuttlecock does slow things down a little it bit. It does. It does. Right. So you might you might give yourself an edge for reaction time there. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Oh man. But now I want to watch videos of competitive badminton just to see how Maybe crazy these I'm people get completely fucking wrong and they you might smash be. the fuck out of it and it's traveling at like 100 miles an hour uh, I, I, I doubt it too man but it could it could you could have the guy with the one <laughs> the one armed <laughs> weightlifter guy <laughs> oh man uh, yeah what about winter olympics though because i'm i like the summer olympics but i'm definitely more of a uh, a winter olympic guy i think that the winter olympics draw a bigger crowd because they have the snowboarding the um i think the uh I mean, it might be the x games but they have the snowmobile they have snowmobiling winter olympics do they yeah uh then they have that weird long cross-country ski with the gun and they yeah, have to shoot dude, that, I love that it's thing. so boring but it's so much they fun have, to watch uh, uh shuffle not the shuffleboard curling curling yeah yeah back when uh the internet first came about and AOL was like just released the Winter Olympics came on and me and my dad had no idea what curling was so we had to hop on the internet and find out what this was and now we just know way too much about curling and what goes into it and all the different types of brushes how you brush the different weights of the stones the scoring strategy it's ridiculous so I I didn't fall into it that deep but I did fall into it in a, a kind of similar fashion where I was we were just like back from an underway in the wintertime. I want to say we just got back from deployment, but I'm not quite sure. I was on the uh, JPJ at the time, and uh, it was just on TV. Like I was channel surfing. The Swedish women's curling was on. Mm. So obviously a house full of dudes were going to watch this, <laughs> right? Uh, and it turned into just stopping it. for or stop. We stopped watching it because it was Swedish women's curling. And then started watching it because it was curling. Like, it became our thing. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of those sports that you think that you could do because of the people that you see doing it. That, and, like, the rules are easy to follow. Oh, yeah. The points are easy. Like, mm-hmm. the strategy, maybe not so easy. But uh, it's really fun to cheer for the stone. Just oh, yeah. slowly creep in. And those dudes are just working so furiously with those brooms. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. It was, it was, a, it was a fun time. So now when it's on for the Winter Olympics, I typically do the nod to watch it, mm. right? And then uh, I know last Winter Olympics, they had the USA team that won. Oh, which, yeah, that's which right. Which were huh? just a whole bunch of essentially essentially dads. Yeah. Like the, just mustached, beer gut, mm-hmm. wearing a polo shirt, yeah. curling at an Olympic level, mind you. Like they were the peak winter athletes. <laughs> <laughs> For men's curling that year. Oh man. <laughs> uh, I'm trying. What sport I wouldn't want to do is the luge. Uh, see, I I don't know if they still have like the skeleton luge or like the. Uh, but that would like just the adrenaline rush from that. I feel like would be pretty good. That, but um, for me, it's the human body doesn't deal well with hitting solid objects at 160 miles. Yeah, an hour. no, there's nothing good comes to that. No, so uh, I would. I would like to play competitively, but not in a sport that would kill me. You think that they'll change all this stuff to like autonomous? Like there's you, Olympic Lucas, sitting behind a computer controlling no. the weight and speed of a luge dude? No, I, I, I honestly don't think that would ever happen. Mm. Uh, they might 
uh, create tracks with more like safeties built in to where you you're less likely to die if you get hit. Um, like because right now it seems like they're pretty safe, but it's still there are accidents once every like few Olympics where someone actually gets hurt to the point where either they retire from the sport completely or, or they, they die passing away. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think maybe the safeties will be better, but I don't think they'll ever replace. You know what? Let me rephrase that. Cause people are. Fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we as a human collective should replace the human's ability to do something during the Olympics, which to me is celebrating uh, the human body's ability to do all these crazy things yeah. with uh, like those robotic enhancements, like you're saying, like me controlling a cyborg or me controlling a uh, robot and doing it, right? Just like gaming would be fun, but to me that's not celebrating the human's body and its ability to do something in the Olympics. Well, I mean, they have those drone races, right? That's not an Olympic sport. I, no, I get that. I get that. But, I mean, there, it's on um, television sometimes. Um, but what if they built, like, a drone luge and you had to control the steering and the stability and buoyancy with, your like, your little quick keys up and down arrows and move water around or move the, shift the, the magnetic weight? I'm trying to build this thing in my head right now. Okay, how I'm I can, listening. I'm following you. And, like... So essentially you as the Olympian are creating in real time track yeah as the loser is losing. Well, it wouldn't be like it didn't have to like you don't have to have a robot or anything inside the luge, but I know. Uh, you, like you just have an empty luge and me as the Olympian is yeah. creating the the track in a way. Yeah. Or or manipulating the luge as is doing it. Now, yeah. let's make it a little bit more interesting and have It'd be head-to-head competition where, as you're creating stuff, your opponent is creating things to slow you down. Oh, that'd be dope, dude. Right. That would be a fun... That would be. A fun little thing. Uh, and you can also honestly say that's like a human head-to-head thing because now you're doing strategy. Like, how smart are you and how quick are you at building these things? And mm. your opponent at either tearing them down or building obstacles and then you building... It's like luge Fortnite is what we're talking about right now. Yeah. I mean, I think that'd be pretty fun. Bring it into like the 2300 Olympics, 300 years from now. 2330 Olympics. Luge Fortnite. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, No. Uh, Yeah. Another thing that's happening is next year is the uh, World Cup, right? I think so. In Qatar? Yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting for this one for a minute. Who you got? Did Brazil win the last one, didn't they? Oh, no. No? Uh, I'm pretty sure Sweden is either Sweden or Holland. I have no idea. I don't remember. Were we in Mississippi for the, or that might've been the Olympics. I think it was the Olympics. The last, when, when it was, was four years ago then. No, it wasn't. It got delayed a year because of COVID or it got delayed because of COVID. So I think we had one in 2016. A yeah. World Cup? I thought the World Cup was every four years. It is. The next one was supposed to be 2020. Oh, yeah. And then COVID happened, mm. and now it's 2021. Where was I in 2016? It could have been. Was that the one where Brazil lost to Germany 7 nothing? It might have been. Yeah, I think that that was I'm it. I'm going to Google it. And then we lost to, I think Germany won that one. And then we lost to uh, to Holland for third place. But it was either Holland or Germany, I'm pretty sure. 
I don't want the FIFA World Cup. I want the actual World Cup. Yeah, we're waiting on John to uh, thumb check my facts here on this one. Yeah. All the students just give me Real uh, Real Madrid, and I'm like, that's not a country. Maybe I can do this faster than you. Probably. Your Google skills are much better than I. World Cup winners. So Germany won. In Germany two, won? And I was wrong with the date. It was 2014. Was that long ago? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, all right. Oh, shit, dude. No, there was one in 2018. You were right. I was about to say. You were right. France won. Okay, so I mean, we were told I we were... I did not watch that one at all. Where the fuck was I? Oh, uh, we are doing... Uh, we were underway. Oh, Sail okay. around. That makes sense. That's why that I have a huge gap in my World Cup. Yeah. And then 2014 was the uh, Germany one. Right. Yeah. So third place was between Belgium and England. And then the final was France. That's what it was. Croatia Damn, made France it. came back? Yeah. I had I had completely signed France off. Like after the uh, one in Africa as like an actual world contender for the World Cup. But they came back, dude. Now 2022 is the next one in Qatar. That'll be interesting. Dude, it's hot as fuck over there. It is. But I know that they spend a lot of money and time building all those uh, stadiums with, over there. With their slaves? Yes. I mean, I wasn't going to bring that up. But yes, the, <laughs> the people that the Qatar uh, company is enslaved by taking their passports and extorting them yes <laughs> i mean <laughs> they put in a lot of hard work to try to make it back home yes and for us to enjoy a uh, a world cup yeah but i mean they i mean they did spend a lot of their money and they, the stadiums did like they built these stadiums just for that and they have no plans for them after that i know and that's like kind of a weird thing that countries do like mm-hmm. they they spend all this money in building up infrastructure for the world cup or the olympics or i mean that's what tokyo is doing now yes i mean and then once it's done it's over like yeah all those things go like rot away they do i think some of the stuff like the technology that uh japan has that they're bringing into there they'll the the japanese will probably incorporate into their culture somehow and find a way to use it yeah but uh, like the merchandise and stuff i think just goes to it's not just the merchandise like in brazil they built stadiums and like roads and railways that once the olympic was over they just stopped went, using them they, yeah they went defunct like Hmm. Just stop using them. Start a collapse. Like I feel like the, I feel like they things. could start. Like there's enough people that play soccer in Brazil that they could use those for. You would think that, but it's not like the U.S. where uh, the sports teams are privately owned by major major players in the in finance. Right, like they yeah. have money to put into their sports. Mm-hmm. Right, it's not like that. Like no one has the kind of money to spend on a sports team. And if they did, they're not going to spend that money on a sports team. Yeah, it's true because a lot of the people and a lot of them in general, either play in the MLS or play uh, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Like there's not professional sports outside of America. I mean, there, there are, there are professional sports, right? Um, and these sports do have owners, but it's not generating the kind of money. Like the revenue's not in there. Yeah. 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 Right. Like now, like, is Brazil considered a third world country? I I believe so. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that could be a reason. Um, I, mean, I gotta look up what the definition of a third world country is, because like third world, second world, first world. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um. 
It's gotta be like their debt to income ratio or something. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Fucking, I'm pretty sure it's the same in Russia. Like you can see videos of like old Olympic villages and stuff, and yeah. like the Olympic pools just returning back to nature because no one's keeping up with the maintenance and it's not being utilized for That's anything. Right. Where in the U.S. we kind of just upgrade the stadiums that we already have. Yeah, like the the things that I remember from the Atlanta Olympics was is all things that already exist yeah those professional sports arenas or track and field or college or yep. whatever it was that we were going to just the only thing that really built up is the uh the, the village portion of it where the athletes are going to be living i've heard some some pretty um sneaky things about where the athletes stay yeah i've i've read some uh scantily scantily hor- uh horrible <laughs> uh things that some of them have to go through while they live in the olympic village they don't know what to do themselves. They don't. And kind of one of the conversations we we're having in the car earlier is, uh, like, as an athlete, you're not really, like, I'm going to say, like, a huge professional, this is your life. People make their living off of you as an athlete type yeah. athlete, right? How little control you actually have over your own life, right? Yeah. You have an entire team of people telling you what to do, what to eat, when to sleep, how yeah. hard to work out, what workouts to do. Uh, what strategies to use like it's just i would hate it yeah i mean and it really depends on, on what sport that you're doing because i know right. that michael phelps like you looked at his train schedule or whatever he was doing um like he would eat like three whole pizzas in a day yeah. and then swim but i mean he was just a freak of nature anyway yeah uh super athlete and then you have other people like the the gymnasts uh, uh olympic weightlifters the hockey soccer all that stuff everything's monitored or monitored and controlled of where what you're gonna do yeah and the amount of pressure too like knowing if you don't perform oh yeah right like these people are literally relying on your ability to to land a backflip oh yeah right or to score goals or or to to perform and if you don't like their livelihood is ruined just as much as yours is yeah and they're normally a lot younger too like yeah, I know that um, one of the things that I had read when I was doing the research in the uh, for the Olympics, right? That the the biggest age gap for one year, uh, one one time that they had the Olympics was sixty two years. They had some dude uh, that was eight years old that was in the gymnastics, and they had another person that was uh, like sixty two or something, whatever, or fifty two years or fifty four years, whatever it was. But the the oldest competitor was sixty two, and the youngest competitor was eight in the Olympics. Eight? Eight. What year was this? I don't know. I don't think you can be eight and compete anymore. Yeah, no, not now. I think that there's a rule, but I know I think that China continuously like puts like ten and twelve year olds in the Olympics for yeah. gymnastics. I, I've heard that. Uh I don't remember where I read that, but yeah. And I, I know that some of them have been disqualified before for being too young. Yeah. Um but yeah, dude, that's just nuts. Mm I don't want to be that imagine, good that young. Well, not even that, like for you to be that good that young, that means that you're not doing anything that a, a 10 or 12-year-old should be doing. Oh, no, not at all. Like, your life is dedicated to yes, your craft. Your craft. And you don't know what else is out there. You have no idea what a, a fucking cartoon is or uh, none of that drama that makes you a more well-rounded yeah, person. Yeah, no, not at all. At that younger age. And then what do you do, like... Once you're too old? Yeah. Like, do they just throw you away? I mean, you'd have to become a coach or something. A coach or something or... I don't know if they just get rid of you. 
they have celebrity uh, advertisements. I don't know what uh, like I I don't know about China, but like I don't know what they're. I don't know anything. Right. But I know that uh, in the U.S., yeah, you can get sponsorships and 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 stuff like that. But even the people that uh, dedicated themselves to just the Olympics and go into the Olympics, like where are they now? Like they do have like sponsorships, but after the Olympics, there's nothing if you don't win. No, I mean there's nothing. Like what do you go back to? That might be a good thing to to do some research on, like. Where are these Olympic champions now? Mm. Like, what is Michael Phelps doing now? Probably smoking weed. A lot of it. I mean, he might have outgrown it by now, but mm. or not. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, that that'd be interesting to read. I know that there was. Fuck, dude, I wish I could remember the nation. And I'll I'll look it up and put it, give it to John, so he can put it on the social media stuff. But there was a. Uh, an Olympic swimmer who, like, was from a really poor nation. Like, they didn't have a swim team. Uh-huh. And he did so bad, right? But he kind of, like, successfully failed up to where he made it, I think, to the finals. or pretty far, far in there uh, with a really, really slow time and poor form. Uh, I think, like, one player didn't show up. Another player got disqualified for, for something. Mm-hmm. So he just became this... <laughs> the worst olympian ever the worst olympian to win and i'm not going to say that because like it's like eddie the eagle right like he didn't have anywhere to really practice so this dude just worked his ass off with like nothing and was able to score a good enough time to qualify for the olympics right not to win but to qualify yeah so he ended up becoming an actual coach for his host nation and now they have like pretty decent uh olympic swimmers nice um, I just got to go back and look it up and then you can put it on the Facebooks we'll or, do. or Twitter or whatever, whatever it is that we have. Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, yep. Facebook. But yeah, with that, I think that's, uh, all that we have for you for this time. Yeah. Um, so I know we started with Atlantis and we ended with Olympics. We did. Yeah. It's the same genre. John's perfect segue. Yeah. I was really excited to talk about the Olympics. I saw the commercial form, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, so what do you want to talk about next week or have a vote for, for next week or two weeks from now based on our current release schedule? Yeah, I don't know. That's something. Uh, I don't know. We'll get something together. Yep. Do a little mind meld, and then uh, we'll put the topics out there and let you all decide what it's going to be. Yeah. If it's moon landing, I know John really wants to talk about that. I mean, there's plenty to talk about. <laughs> we can go conspiracy we can go whatever uh yeah i haven't done any research on the conspiracies i just know that it exists and i take it on facts so if we get into like a debate on this you're probably going to beat me only because i don't have don't have the facts, facts man loaded loaded up to debunk anything yeah but no well uh we'll have to sit down and think about it i mean there's a lot of interesting stuff that goes on throughout the day or that you see on tv or maybe even watch a movie about yep all right, but as always, two dummies and a microphone with John and Lucas. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter. Um, shoot us an email at two dummies podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking, any feedback that you got for us, and then we'll continue to, to put this out there for y'all. All right, man. All right, later, everyone. Bye. Bye.